Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm Alex. You're not the other host, Alex. You're just mm. Alex. Does it really matter? Everyone knows this is my show, Bob. Deal with it. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Say hi to the people. Fuck white supremacy. That's a good way to start. Here we go. Thank you. Well, do you just want to go, Erica? Yeah, did you hear that James Gunn got rehired for Guardians <laughs> 3? <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. Um, I don't really know what else there is to say. Um, hate speech begets hate action. So maybe the dummies in charge should shut their fucking faces and, you know, think before they talk. Because there's a lot of idiots out there, as Alex and I were discussing earlier, that buy into the shit that these dummies talk about. Well, okay. Do you, when it comes to something like this, we're talking about the shooting at Christchurch, right? Fifty people dead or something, tons of injuries. When it comes to this specifically, what well, what happened was douchebags walked into a mosque and this is fire. Well, this isn't like this guy. His mind was broken. He was going to do this no matter what magical reason he latched on to. See, I disagree though. I think. When you have this kind of speech normalized, I'm not saying that the guy wasn't broken, but you hear that kind of speech normalized, you hear that other people are thinking that same way and that it's out there and it's it's seeming to be accepted. They think it's okay then to go out and do what they're going to do because of the broken mind. You can't maybe, look at the two things and, it, I mean, maybe you can well, convince they're, they're, other people. Well, they're certainly connected. You're never going to be able to convince me that with all of this normalized hate speech, not only going on here, but going on over in the UK mm-hmm. with the fucking disaster that Brexit is and, and everywhere else in the fucking, like, world, it's it's all interrelated. Well, it, I mean, whether it's, whether it's white supremacists, whether it's radical islamists it's 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 always the same or any other kind of terrorism eco-terrorism um it's always the same you get people like how you threw eco-terrorism in there (laughs) well i mean it's it's all it's all people who are fundamentally broken getting pushed to do something that is that is awful well it's people being radicalized yeah by listening to you know your Alex Joneses of the universe or your whoever the fuck else you want to talk about. It's that push. It's, you know, it's, and like you said, it's, I, I mean, I generally agree. I, I like, I side with Alex a little bit in that you're not doing this if you're a rational human being. Well, I agree with that but, as well. Rational human beings aren't going to charge into a place of worship and open fire on people. But I don't think you can deny that this all the the hate speech that's how out were there they, how were they radicalized how did it right. happen that's what the question we have to ask we asked that about you there's any sort of a whiff in like oh well you know in the muslim community they really need to police themselves and they need to if they see something they need to call it out you need to do that in the fucking douchebag white community as well man because it's like you go back and you look at like all of the mass shootings that have happened over, the, and I don't have statistics in front of me, but it's it, it, the consistent thing is it's been like white dudes with guns. So you want to talk about policing things? That's something that needs to be policed. Sorry, we went a different. We kind of 
well, juked and jived, but it's all kind of in the same, mm-hmm. the same sphere. I think the target was decided based off him being a white nationalist and spending all his time on the internet on like fucking 4chan or 8chan or wherever they're doing all this dumb I bullshit. 8chan, I read. So Alex, and you're you're positing that okay, maybe the hate speech targeted what he was going to go for, but he was this guy was so fundamentally broken, it was it was a matter of which group he was going to target, not if he would go after people. Yeah, I would say no matter what, this guy was going to do something. Now, he had access to firearms, so he was able to kill a lot of people quickly. But there's no doubt. I mean, like, this is the thing. You could go, we could go sit Bob down in front of a computer and tell him, you're never allowed to read anything again other than 8chan and hate subreddits or whatever else, you know, the deep, dark sectors of the Internet that no one ever wants to go read voluntarily. And Bob still isn't going to go shoot 50 people. Which is fine, but that's not to say that if he he didn't start reading that this is just a thought experiment, obviously. But if somebody were to suddenly start going and looking into that, I mean, we've seen it happen. You have rational, normally rational human beings who are listening to the idiots who's in charge of our country saying, well, Mexico is going to pay for the wall and believing this shit. Because it's a person in a position that they, they are envious of or a person in a position of authority. And they're like, oh, well, he's saying it, so it must be true. I think those people already had that belief, though. And they're in agreement. Well, they're might just be validating hearing, They're the just belief. hearing someone. Right. It's validating. But they've already got that thought, that racist thought. They didn't need someone else like, okay, this is stuff that happened when they were children, right? Like, that's when you become racist. You're not, you don't come out of the womb racist. Oh, no, it's a learned thing. You learn it, but through your environment. Now, it's not, right, you're not there, There's a big out, difference right. between being racist and maybe something happens and you shoot a person mm-hmm. versus this guy walks into a building and shoots it down like a hundred people that's someone like we can't even put our minds in a space to understand what's going on because his mind is fundamentally broken oh and i'm not disagreeing that the mind isn't fundamentally broken and i and i think a person like that their mind's always been broken now maybe there was a trigger you know they went and read something and it resonated with their fucking stupid brain and it caused them to go do something. But this is a person who, from day one, like, some people just, their brain is fucked up. Some people are bipolar, you know. Some people are mm-hmm. psychotic. It just is what it is. That's just your brain. Right. And, and we're certain not... things can be treated. Right. And other things maybe can't or maybe no one ever spotted that this guy, you know, had a fundamentally broken mind. Well, I will also say, though, I think it's wrong to say that just because you do have some sort of mental illness that you're more predisposed to do something like this. I think it's a... No, it's it's not necessarily a mental illness thing, but what I'm saying is we can't place ourselves in that place. No. It's like if someone... It's like if someone tells you that they're depressed 
and they've been depressed for their whole life because they have some sort of chemical imbalance in their brain that they've never had treated. Unless you, you have can't experience that right, yourself. You, you don't have no way of you right. can, you just you could say like you'll hear people say like, Oh, just, you know, pull yourself out of it and pull yourself together as an aside but those it, people deserve to be punched in the face as well but, but, but i understand know, but your you point. know what i'm saying like that's someone who needs treatment yes. they have a problem with their mind and that's a problem that can hopefully be solved someone like this his brain might be so broken that it's beyond repair i i do believe that there are people who get to a point where they are too far gone I've never, I've, I don't believe in the, there, no one, no one's beyond being saved. I do believe at a certain point you just can't, there's nothing you can do except throw them in a hole and hope they don't come out. Well, I just say, well, my big thing with just even talking about it is all of the hate speech that is out. You can't deny that since certain people have been in power that there has been an uptick in this kind of violence. People, well, people mm-hmm. feel like it's more publicly acceptable. Not the violence, per se, but the hate speech. I'm not even just talking about the hate speech. I mean, it is. People do think that they can just say whatever the fuck they want. Like, you're getting, like, blatant, like, white nationalist rhetoric mm-hmm. on a daily basis from people that you're like... I mean, hey, I'd rather know. I'd rather fucking know that that's where you stand. Yeah. But the fact that people think it's okay to talk that way, just out in the open and they're fine and they're comfortable, is disgusting. Well, I think the problem... See, I'm I'm of the belief, let people talk, let people expose their stupid beliefs, and then shut them down, you know? Well, see, this is the issue, though. We don't have people shutting them down. Right, well, sort of. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I don't you know, do. I don't know what the line is. And Bob and I, you know, just, like, kind of pivot... Bob and I were talking about this last night because you have a number of companies now who control vast portions of the Internet. You know, Google controls so much of the Internet. Facebook controls so much of the Internet. Twitter controls a lot of the Internet now when it comes to speech. They kind of determine who gets to talk and who doesn't. And they're arbitrarily deciding to ban this person, but then they never ban this person, and it's like, well, see, and that's who the makes problem. these decisions? That's the problem, because, one, it's private companies, so yes, you're agreeing to their terms of service, and I understand that they control pretty much everything, so they are the arbiters of who gets to say what. But if you are going to have those terms of service, that needs to be policed the same way across the board. But they don't want to do that because that costs money. Well, and we've already seen if Twitter was actually going to enforce their rules, Donald Trump would have been banned years ago. Oh, yeah. But they're not going to because the last thing they want to do is ban Trump. He goes to some competitor, and now that competitor gets shitloads of traffic. That's the clear... That is the number one reason they don't want to oh, do Oh, the it. only reason behind any of the decisions is money. That's the only sure. thing at all. But that's why I did like, and I know she's not doing great, but, I mean, we've got, like, what, 47 fucking Democratic uh, candidates already? Which, like, shoot me in the fucking forehead. Like, we're not even, we're not even close. But Elizabeth Warren said she wants a breakup of the big uh, tech Mm -hmm. company. Mm -hmm. Now, that's never going to happen. But the fact that it's even being put out there is, like, yes, that's definitely something that should be discussed. 
Well, it should be, and th- some of these acquisitions should have never been allowed to happen. You know, no. like we'll just talk about the same stuff again, Bob, because it is what it is. But did you guys go to uh, Hooters last night? It was quite good. It was quite yeah. good, as it's it always. Oh, is. it's just Hooters is that I've never been to Hooters and have it had it be bad. People, no. people, uh, people will tell me. I'll tell people. You know, just wh- if you're gonna get wings, just go to Hooters, and they'll be like, oh. They can't be that good. No, they're like so good. Never had them. You're you're clearly like there are a lot of people who won't go there because they think it's something that it's not. Yeah, and I try to explain to people. I know this makes no sense, but it's actually a family restaurant now. I will say I can understand why uh, women would be uncomfortable going there. Yeah, I can get that. But it's not what it once was. You're right. Very true. And I am a fat pig who likes the wings. <laughs> So, well, I will say that one place in the city, though, Rocking Horse, Rocking Horse had really good wings. Yeah. If you're going to go big box, you go Hooters over Buffalo Wild Wings every single time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's not even a choice. That's not even a discussion you should be having. The only thing I wish is that there was a little more sauce on our plate last night. But, I mean, they leave the bottle of sauce on the table. So, if it's not quite wet enough for your taste, you, you got exactly. sauce. You got it right there. Um, But, I, you know what? We never have trouble getting a table at Hooters, so you know what? Okay, that's fine. You don't want to go? Go ahead. Don't come. I'll get my seat. So to go back to our topic, we were talking last night about how, you know, Elizabeth Warren is talking about, oh, we're going to roll back the acquisition. We want to roll back the acquisition of Whole Foods by Amazon. And it's like, well, that should have never been allowed to fucking happen in the first place. You know, that that's obviously going down a road that has no good ending. There's no... There's you mean no, the constant acquisitions are trying to break stuff up? No, the constant acquisitions and letting companies become so gigantic that they control... Like, Amazon controls some ridiculous percentage of our economy right now, especially when it comes to purchases made online. And... What does everyone think is going to happen? They want to take control of entire industries and then jack up prices. Mm -hmm. This isn't like some grand scheme that someone just figured out. This has been the goal from day one. Well, what I find so humorous is that people are like, oh, man, you know, like 20 years from now, we're going to be living in the cyberpunk, like fucking corporate owned, like dark future. And it's like, what fucking like? No, that's now. We're now. That's now. Yeah, it's just the the. The climate isn't covered in black smog yet, but it will right. be. It's not Blade Runner 2145 or whatever the fuck yet, but we're slowly getting there. Well, you know, and that's... Very, very slowly. And, you know, if we don't want to get there, that's it's this kind of these kind of radical ideas that are going to have to take hold. And I do, you know, it's interesting watching industry right now and where things are going, and everyone knows whether they want to admit it or not, that automation is the real problem. It's not immigrants um, to all the people who support Trump. Uh, automation is the big problem. But that's always been the, it's always easier. They did it even like when the, the fucking Irish and the Italians were coming over. They're taking our jobs. It's always mm-hmm. been that. Yeah. It's always the people at the tippy top pointing down and being like, oh, well, it's not us. It's those guys. Mm-hmm. It's th- those guys are the problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, I think the, the through most of the course of history, um, well, I'm going to amend that. Through most of 
post-industrial history. Um, time in memoriam. Uh, you know, that w- you know, you could do that because things moved at a clip that was steady, but there hadn't been huge leaps and bounds. Y- you know, you have those spurts where you get the huge technological increase. And we're in another one of those spurts where AIs are becoming even more um, sophisticated. They're able to do so much more. Let's just get Skynet online, man. Yeah, just do it. Let's just do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, so you are the you know jobs are going to get to a point where you're not replacing you're not offsetting by creating new jobs anymore which believe it or not has for the most part happened up until now now people often will say that hasn't happened because they haven't been willing to do job retraining and go get trained in those industries that have cropped up or you may have to move or you may have to move or you're not smart enough to do it to be as kind as I can be. But that's retraining. Yeah. So it's the it, world needs ditch diggers too, Bob. Yeah. But that's the problem. We're getting to a point where the number of those low tier jobs is starting to crumble. Well, what needs to happen then is you need to rethink the way you look at work and the way people are paid for said work. Yes. So the person who maybe works at McDonald's, you know, we all, everybody likes to argue, well, it's a high school kid. The high school kid doesn't need $15 an hour. Yeah, no, that's not the only person that Go works Go to at McDonald's, McDonald's and look behind the counter and see how many, like, older people there are. Well, and the whole you thing need is, a, yeah. here's the thing. It's wages have sh- should have been scaling up for everybody. So everybody likes to point at the poor burger flipper at McDonald's and being like, well, they don't deserve to make $15 an hour. I only make that at my job. All right, well, motherfucker, you shouldn't be making that at your job if you're in a highly skilled <laughs> position. Your ass should be making more money, too. So, like, it's not... That, that's what drives me crazy is it's all this this finger-pointing and this, well, fuck that person. I need to get mine. It's like, you idiots, if, like, we are more than them. If we can, like, come to some sort of consensus here and, like, try, and this is never going to happen because humanity is garbage. But if we were able to come to some consensus it's and make this shit better, you know? I mean, who says you have to be working 68, like, $60 a week, 60 hours a week at the fucking Amazon warehouse making bubkiss and, like, pissing in a bottle because they won't let you take pee breaks? Well, what's my argument always been against this? That things are just too good. At least well, that's in the, the problem. States. It's not only your argument. I mean, I, I've had this conversation with my father back when the uh, uh, the crash in uh, 2008 happened. Mm-hmm. Like, Dad was convinced that we would be eating each other in the streets, but people still have iPhones. Yep. People still have video game systems. You still mm-hmm. got TVs. You still got cable. You're able to subsist in a way that we're not bringing out the guillotine just yet. Mm-hmm. Now, should that ever fail, and we do get to the twenty one forty five Blade Runner situation? Well, you know what? So cr- people are stupid and lazy anyway, and they're just oh, it's just the way it is now. Well, there there is the other side of it that we we're also white, so we're not going to be a part of that at all. We're going to be ripped apart, and justifiably so. Um. Well, <laughs> Gonna pay the, dearly for this. The, shit. Well, there's the other side of it though that 
um, you know, in our lifetimes, we have added more than a billion people to this planet. Um, net gain. Are, are you suggesting that that's a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You do not pick up the sarcasm in my voice. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Um, but, you know, you think about it, and I was, the last two weeks, I, I was in some pretty remote places. And even then, I was never terribly far from civilization. There's nowhere that's remote anymore. And that's kind of crazy and scary. You know, and what are we going to, you know, the you look back at, at you know the original concept of uh dread and mega city 1 i mean that's what the east coast is barreling towards there's not much place that's not urbanized do you know what we really need bob what's that we need a interstellar portal to mm-hmm. open up somewhere in the pacific mm-hmm. and just monsters to stop i'm glad you brought that up erica are you i'm glad you brought that up because alex I have some show and tell for the for the and so we're pivoting here, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast. I have a show and tell. I need you to see something that was acquired here. Oh no, that came in my. Uh, I got the what do you call it? The uh, uh, art from the movie, and it had stickers in there. How about you go fuck yourself? How's that? <laughs> How dare I be enthusiastic <laughs> about something in this shithole hellscape that we live in? Fuck you. How's what, that? What were the two that you used? Nope. We don't get to talk about this now because you're a douchebag. So that's fine. Continue talking. What were you What were you talking about? How it's I wanted, I want to know what two stickers she what used. What remote? What, how you were remote and shit and there's a bunch of people on the planet we, now? There's going to be one less once th- we're done with this podcast. Those were stickers from Pacific Rim. Goddamn right they were because that movie's fucking awesome and know, I'm unhealthily we obsessed with it. So fuck you. How's that? What other well, stuff did you have to talk about, Alex? <laughs> we're off to a great start. But no, I thought that was a pretty good conversation to start off with. But popu- overpopulation is a problem. It's a huge problem. It's going to get worse. And the, the scary thing about it is, you know, I remember in elementary school learning about limiting factors. And, you know, what happens when you reach that? You go, you crest over it, and then it crashes hard. And a lot of people will die to reset. Well, that's like what the Black Death was. That's what... Yeah, something's going to happen. No doubt. Whether it's food shortages or water shortages or fucking climate change and... You know? But we don't like to think about any of that shit because we're all idiots who are living in the here and now who it's like, my life is comfortable, so fuck everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to change. It's hard to come together to work towards something that's better for everybody. Well, would, would Unless you've got like some maniac across the ocean who's like finally started to attack your country. Well, what's, what's so hard about it is just the, the complete lack of leadership um, out in the world. And, uh, you know, everyone, you still, you still have a couple of these countries like China, like Russia, that are... Purely in the country equivalent of a rat race um, to become developed countries and 
so they're still bickering. Um, but even China seems to care a little bit more about climate change than the United States does. Not by a lot, but a little bit. Well, China, you like, I had a boss who went there. Uh, we were uh, rolling out a program there. You walk up and like you walk down. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you. when you get off the street in China after being on the street all day, you can take your phone and just go like this and just come up with just pollution and dirt off of the screen. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like the air quality there is horrific. So, I mean, yeah, you should be worried because it is actively like hurting your citizenry. Mm-hmm. And for your information, it was Cherno Alpha and Gypsy Danger, Dick. They're on my sketchbook because they are rad. Giant monsters, Bob. That's what needs to happen. Godzilla needs to wake up from the fucking depths. Get King Ghidorah up in this piece. Wrecking some shit. Speaking of Godzilla, that comes out soon, doesn't it? May. May is stacked this year. So can we just talk about the challenge? (laughs) If you'd like. What would you like to say? Uh, one, how much better this damn season is than uh, last season, or the last like three seasons. So I have a theory that this season is way better because of the structure of the show rather than the people on it necessarily. I think it's way more about how the show is set up when it comes to the rules and the challenges themselves and the eliminations themselves being way more physical and fun to watch than the past seasons have been rather than the cast. So I still think they have the same problem where the cast is mostly very, eh, not that great. A lot of fake people playing other reality stars Mm -hmm. doing their rendition of a CT or, their version of a Johnny but the show itself the structure the challenges the eliminations are so good that it kind of doesn't matter that the cast isn't that good I would agree yeah but they still need to find a way to get a better cast and I know the real world is coming back at some point and I'm assuming they'll feed off that show when it does But when the real world was still going, the last few seasons didn't really produce a lot of great challenge people because they're, you know, the problem is now you've had a whole generation that's grown up with reality TV. So they when they get on the show, they don't have to tell them what to do. It's they have like a certain, you know, the way that they think they should be acting. You know, Mm -hmm. the beats, you know, the cadence, you know, It, it was it's like if you watch that first season of Jersey Shore. And then you go and you watch the second season. They're like completely different people because they're right. like, oh, we saw how we came across. So now we either have to lean into the personality and take it up to like 15. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to try and like be a little different because I didn't like the way I came across. Right. That first season of Jersey Shore was amazing. But you're right. When they came back, they kind of it was too produced. Yeah. Whether that was them or the producers, it was too produced. And, you know, you have people, like, who would be a good example on the challenge this season? Like, Polly. 
Fuck Polly. Polly comes on the show, and Polly clearly had a goal. His goal was, I'm going to go hook up with the most popular woman. So he went and he pursued Kara relentlessly. So now he has a play. He has a constant storyline on the show, which is him and Kara and Kyle all the time, every season, as long as they're all on there. And he's just kind of playing other people he's seen on the show. He's not being himself. Like if this is Paulie, he's truly like a monster. I just don't think he's playing himself. Well, I and think he wasn't like that last season. Maybe a little bit. He was. He was. Maybe not this bad, but he was. And I think it's a total... It's all just... It's very clearly put on. Like, for example, on this last episode where they go in for the Inquisition or whatever where people are standing up on the podiums and they're talking down to mm-hmm. the people they voted in. Paulie walks in. And him and Kyle, they're not even mad at each other. They're laughing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all a show and it's all put on. Yeah. They don't actually hate each other. And probably neither one of them really wants to be with Kara. It's all just for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think Kara doesn't realize that. I think she hasn't figured that out yet, that she's being used. And she's just coming across so bad. I mean, if Kara today, she should go back and watch those episodes like from Fresh Meat 1 where she was just new on the show. Completely different person and not in any good ways. No. No, not at all. Uh, Kara on this season is just insufferable. Every time she's on, t- on uh, in the interview chair, I, I'm just like, oh my god, make make this end even quicker than it will. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking about the cast. So, you know, I'm actually interested to see what the back half of the season looks like because the front half of the season has been so heavy on old rivalries being be you know being passed back and forth. Um, you. You got rid of a lot of, you know, big names very early. I'm hoping that through the end of the season, there are some of the new people can get more screen time and become more, you know, likable. Like this Ashley guy. Mm. I like him. Mm. I don't think he will as the season goes on. I don't know. Maybe not. But have you been reading some spoilers? No, I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling it's going to get bad at some point. He just comes off as... There was like... It was either the first or very second bro-y. episode. But yeah. Yeah. I got that vibe as well. Who on... What guy on the challenge hasn't been bro Dustin? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, but there's bro and then there's there's levels of bro that's fair. I mean, Some people like, are entertaining. Like, I find Kev- Kenny and Evan and Johnny and Brad. Like, these are all, like, your frat guy bro types. I mean, I really don't like Kenny at all, but... I think Kenny's hilarious. I don't I don't know. Like, I think Kenny's so funny. Way. And Evan, I just... Yeah. I was never a big fan of Evan he, either. Both of them, I... I like them at times, and sometimes, like, they just say things that are, like... Uh, Icky. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, it's it's one of those. But to but say that's that, also, but that's also like 15 years ago or something, where it wasn't the same. I mean, and they're not, but they're not on the show anymore. So I mean, Evan and Kenny. And, and it's hard to know because, uh, as we yeah, said before, knows? they could be completely different people now. Right. But, yeah. And it, when when look you have much CT has changed over time. Well, I would say Johnny yeah. Bananas has mellowed a little bit as well. Yeah. A bit. But, you know, if we think about the the season that they established their douchebaggery, and that was the island, and they were so over the top with how dickish they were, especially to the women on that season. Well, there's been a long line on the challenge of treating women like shit. Um, One might say it's a time-honored tradition. It is. It is. The lesser race. We'll just leave that there. <laughs> You're already in a hole. I mean, if you want to keep digging yourself down it, that's fine. Eventually, I'll get to the other side of the earth. <laughs> no, I don't. I just think as a general rule, this season has so many things that's good about it that it's offsetting the casting. But I still don't. I've never liked bringing people in from other reality shows because for every like one or two that actually fit the show, there's like 30 that are just ruining every scene that they're in. Mm-hmm. And like for every for every Amanda who I think completely fits the challenge like a like perfectly. It fits her like a glove. The rest of there's so many other people that came from Are You the One that don't have any place on the show. I mean, look at here's a perfect example. We talk about people doing impersonations. Devin is doing the poor man's Wes every time he's on the TV on the challenge. He just wants to be Wes so bad. And you're just a you're just a low rent Wes who they can bring in for probably way less money, who also brings way less to the show. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even kind of took on the bananas rivalry yeah, as well. He took on the bananas rivalry that he cooked up out of absolutely nothing. If you go back and look at it, it's like one little fight, and all of a sudden he hates bananas forever. And I would say though that's good, like planning on his part, because it's like, all right, I want to get some TV time. But that's what I mean. It's right. more about it's how do I get TV authentic, time? It's right. right. Well, yeah. what do you guys you say about what what are the best wrestling characters? It's the people who are there themselves, and they just dial it up. Like the new Daniel Bryan. But that's Johnny. Okay, so Johnny is himself dialed up. CT himself dialed up. Devin, that's not him. Right. That's him playing Wes. I do like that you hate Devin so much that he's not even on this season. Devin sucks, though. (laughs) Devin really sucks. He does. But you could come up with a lot of examples of this sort of thing. Like, if you start going... look Look at Kara... She's almost doing like Laurel. That's who she wants to be is Laurel, which is so interesting since they don't get along anymore. Well, Kara is a chameleon. She just takes on whoever she just takes on the personality of whoever she's in a great relationship with at the moment, which is upsetting. That's like the thing that upsets me the most about that kind of a situation because I've encountered people like that in the past and. Well, and I liked. I Makes liked, me sad. I liked it was. It was. It was two episodes ago where Kara's voting Zach in, and she starts talking about Zach and Jenna's relationship. And Jenna's like, "Don't talk about my relationship. You don't know what's going on." Like she actually stood up for herself. Well, and good for her for and standing she's up like, for herself. And she's like, "And don't pull out the girl card. You don't give a shit about the rest of us." 
you know and that's the truth Kara doesn't give a fuck about anybody but herself and where she the next place she's gonna fuck Polly because that's all we ever hear about on the show I'm gonna fuck Polly there I'm gonna fuck Polly there get off the fucking TV you're the worst tell she us is. tell us how you really feel she's Alex. horrible <laughs> she's like the Nia Jax of the challenge there it is I was waiting for the mention there is no way she is the Nia Jax of the challenge. She's just as annoying at this point. Yeah, and she's not even that good right now either. No, she hasn't been doing very well this well, season. Well, here's the problem with all of the like the main cast vets. They haven't done very well this season at all. Well, I, I think they came in. I think they played the beginning of the season too loose. I, did, I think they... May have went on the assumption of, oh, we'll get through to the end, and Here's the thing, they though. didn't fight it. If it brings us back, Freak Beast CT, I'm okay with it. Because when he's, he got eliminated, he seemed a little like disappointed he, he in himself. Said, he said before, though, he was going to get in shape, and he didn't, so we'll see what happens with that. The pro- I think the problem is the vets, it's like the pro wrestling equivalent of working yourself into a shoot where they've convinced themselves that these long-term rivalries are so important that they forgot that the goal is to make money. Well, because they're and, already making money by being on the show, right? But you make more when you're on for longer. Right. And so what the vets used to do, this is what they would do for the longest time on the challenge, is when new people would come in from the real world or from road rules or from wherever the fuck they found them, they would wait to fight each other. They would target all the rookies first and get them out. And if you somehow, you know, kept winning eliminations and you kept sticking around, you rose to the top and you became a veteran player. But they weren't, there were no free rides. There were no like, oh, we're going to target each other while you guys get to hang around. No, they'd target the rookies so they would get to stay on for half a season or three quarters of a season or the whole season and then they're the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. This season, and then the last like two or three, they've been targeting each other. So Johnny gets eliminated early on. CT gets eliminated early on. And now you guys have like, yeah, you've eliminated some of your toughest competition. But now you've got this UK alliance that's like unbreakable. Right. And you've taken money. You're just taking money out of each other's pockets because you're eliminating each other two or three weeks in instead of making it for two months. Right. So, you know, they got to, like, get together and come to some sort of agreement. Like, we're not going to target each other and for, like, the first, like, four eliminations or something. Well, right. Let's let's break up this other alliance and let's let's, you know, get down to business here. I will say, though, like, if... You're sitting there, and you're some of the vets. You know it's crazy that you can't, that, like that you can't get a couple of them together. But you know you're talking about the vets. You're talking about people you've lost to in challenges in the past, and so it's hard to. I, I'm sure it's hard in their minds to actually be like, well, it's hard to suppress your ego. Yeah, it's so. I don't know. It, it wouldn't be a problem. I, I don't think we'd be having this conversation if any of the new people were likable. 
Yeah, the, we well, wouldn't the, we wouldn't be concerned about the it. The people I find likable are like the best of the worst, you know. Like I kind of like Kyle just because he's in a feud with Polly and Kara, and Polly and Kara are just so miserable to watch that by default he becomes the likable one. I will say though, Kyle has been entertaining on. No, he's always been entertaining. He's been on. But he's also like, you know, let's be real, he's a douche. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wait, there really isn't anybody that you can like. Who, who are you cheering? Okay, like let's just like think about who's on the show right now. Who are you cheering for m- from the men? Wes. Yeah, basically, yeah. Wes, just because he's been around, but he's a douche too. Oh, but he's I a like massive Wes. Douche, yeah, he's entertaining though. <laughs> I would have smashed you in that. <laughs> I love Wes. Wes. But it's kind of like Wes by default, Kyle, and I'm trying to think who. I had a third one in my mind. I said this to you last night, Bob. Do you remember? It was Wes, Kyle, and. No, I can't remember. No, it does okay. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's just kind of by default, I'm more rooting for them. And who are you rooting for from the women? Because the women are generally so unlikable. See, I always default to Kara because Kara's my girl. No, you can't vote. But you can't. Please don't tell me you actually want Kara to win. I don't know that there's anybody else that I've really. I like Devon, but the problem is she's partnered up with Bear, who's well, just the Bear. biggest asshole. Um. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. The other third team I remember now. The team I'm actually rooting for to win the most would be Turbo and Nani. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Turbo. Turbo was great. But something's going to happen there. And Nani might be the best girl in the whole house. Nani needs to stop trying to fuck around with Hunter, though. I need her to stop doing that. I don't think Hunter's that bad. <laughs> I Hunter's just an idiot. I do not I like do. Hunter I don't well. like him. I, I liked it from, like, remember on Dirty 30 where Hunter and Nelson had an elimination? And after the elimination, Nelson was like, that's the guy who I want to be when I grow up. And I was like... That was such a nice moment in the it's, scope of the challenge. It's sad, but it's a nice moment. It's a nice sure. moment. <laughs> oh, Nelson. He's an idiot. So useless. <laughs> such a dummy. <laughs> a useful idiot. He's a very useful idiot. Him and Corey. Oh, my God. I wish Tony was on the show. I'd root for Tony. Tony time. Uh, Tony, when he ate all that food, was just unbelievable. Actually, Tony would have been a really good one to have on this season. Maybe could have protected Johnny a little bit too. Seems like they've come to back together again. Well, even if even if not, um, it would have given you someone likable who's been around, but is not like a one of the ten year vets. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of that middle range vet, and probably would have gotten a little further. Let's talk about wrestling for a moment. Sure. Okay, I'm going to go get some water. Okay, have fun. Are you Give keeping me up what on, I want. Are you keeping up on this at all? Okay, so you are. There's been two storylines that are dumb as all fuck. And what, Alex in WWE? Okay, but they're ex- exceedingly stupid. So one is that Batista Triple H storyline. I really don't and need they, to see Batista and Triple H wrestle at WrestleMania. The other is... Ah, Whatever. But the other is there's going to be so many bad matches on that show. What's one more match that will probably be? I saw like a listing of the proposed matches for that card, and it's like 25 matches long. 
<laughs> well, that's WrestleMania. It's I gonna know, be but hours. it's going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, and the other one I wanted to talk about. I have taken the day off after, so we are going to watch. Obviously, we're watching WrestleMania. Okay. We got to invite Jenny over. Oh, God. We have to have her watch something good first so she doesn't hate wrestling. But the other one is the Ronda stuff. And one, they've done a spectacular job of cooling off Becky because they're just so good at it. Well, that's the infuriating thing with them, isn't it? Where it's just like you've got something. You've got something here. That image of her from last fall with the broken nose and the blood all over her face. thats I, I have it saved in my phone. Yeah, like, they forgot about that already. Yeah, it's just the, the, she just hobbles around now. Oh, she's broken. <laughs> she's an underdog. That's the problem, Alex. They don't know how to do an underdog story. Well, they don't know how to do a baby face. They think yeah. everyone's Daniel Bryan. Uh, but my point is... They've had Rhonda do this thing now where she's on Twitter calling it fake and she's going to go off script and she's just going to beat the shit out of Becky and Charlotte. And the one thing I think that has never worked in any pro wrestling storyline that I can ever remember is bringing up that pro wrestling's fake. Well, what does that achieve? Well, there's no end place where it works. Like, here's the two scenarios for Rhonda. Ronda goes and she has the triple threat, triple threat at WrestleMania with Becky and Charlotte. She goes off script. She beats the fuck out of them in three seconds like she would if it was real life. Breaks their arms, breaks their legs, pins them, moves on with her day, one minute squash. Okay. So you have that, which totally makes it all look so stupid. Then you have the other option, which is Ronda Rousey, trained killer gets beaten a match by two athletic models okay so either way you've like achieved nothing like wrestling looks stupid either way you're not doing anything any favors at all and i hate this whole thing they've been doing recently where someone comes in from mma and they're suddenly the unbeatable badass because what like, is that saying about what your is product? That, right. What does that say about all your wrestlers, that they're all geeks and losers and they don't know how to fight? It's all fake. It's all fake, right? I it's mean, so stupid. To, to be There's fair, no winning. To be fair, they already treat all of their wrestlers right. as geeks and losers. But, you know, if I'm Ken Shamrock, it's like, fuck, I was born 20 years too early. If Ken Shamrock was 25 or 30 today, he'd be a top guy in WWE. In he'd be making like $8 million a year. See, I hear Ken Shamrock, and then the next name in my head is always Steve Blackman <laughs> with those stupid kendo sticks. Oh, my God. I love Steve Blackman. Another guy. Came around too late. Great. Came around way too early. <sighs> but they're going to, you know, they keep doing this with the MMA people, and I just think it makes their own product look so bad when it's just, oh, well, you're actually a real fighter. Oh, no, I completely so agree So you're with you. smashing our fake fighters. Yeah. Because you just you you make everybody look like an asshole, is what you do. So I I just think they've done the worst job with this Becky storyline. I mean I'm pretty confident she'll still win at WrestleMania, which will give you like your happy moment and everyone will be thrilled. But then they'll bungle it afterwards. I mean you know like oh, they did it to Daniel Bryan. How, what should we do now? <gasps> Feud with Kane. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Like oh my. I also kind of worry there's going to be some swerves on the show because 
you know, they're not going to give you like endless happy endings, you know. Well, like, no, WWE doesn't doing, do that. They're doing Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, and everyone wants Becky to win. Mm-hmm. They're going to do Kofi and Daniel Bryan, and everyone's going to want Kofi to win. And there's one other I'm trying to remember where it's like a big underdog facing an established star, but whatever. Well, and here's the other problem. You can't have that many of those stories going on at the same time. Yeah, everyone's doing the same thing. Because it's like, okay. Mm. I don't care. By the way, I didn't watch the whole match because I don't hate myself that much. But I saw some of the lowlights from that fast lane match between Naya and Tamina and Bailey and Sasha. And I just have to say, Naya and Tamina are so uncoordinated and fucking terrible that like Sasha jumps at them and how much does Sasha Banks weigh? One ten? One twenty? That's no way. She's like solid muscle, so she might. But okay, whatever. She's a hundred and pounds, let's say. Yeah, that I yeah. How big are she, Nia Jackson Tamina? Two fifty? Two hundred? I'd be more comfortable saying probably around two fifty. Okay. They're both tall. Right. Like now, Sasha jumps whatever. at them. And they can't catch her. They stumble. They barely they barely keep themselves on their feet. How? Well, this How? is the other thing. I could catch Sasha Banks. This is the other Why thing. Why can't two big women this catch Sasha thing. Banks? If you are, I've said this from the beginning, if you are not safe, if you can't catch somebody, then you have no business working there. Like, go watch that match, Erica. They stumble I at don't hate least 5,000 times. I, did, I read about the match and I heard it was, yeah. Like there was one and, particularly and egregious point where it was just like, and there's another example. Okay, you give Bailey and Sasha these women's tag team titles, first time ever, right? What do we do? First feud, Tamina and Nia Jax. Well, <laughs> why? The one why? thing that annoys me the most, one of the things that annoys me the most about WWE is their complete and utter hatred for tag team wrestling for some reason. It's really, really annoying. And now you've brought back Beth Phoenix, which is great. Why couldn't you have just brought back Beth Phoenix right away with Natalia to say, hey, we want to challenge you for those titles? Because that makes sense. That would be a good match. I want to watch that match. Beth still looks like amazing. I don't know how how old Beth is. She still looks like she's just working out all the time. She could be. But no, they don't. And it's so frustrating because the roster is so stacked that it's just like, this should not be this hard. Like, you're doing this on purpose. Yeah. We have to use the shitty people. We can't just use the good wrestlers that people Oh, the Miz see. and Shane. That was the other one, wasn't it? Didn't Shane turn on the Miz? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be probably be a singles match at WrestleMania. And, like, I don't need to see Shane McMahon wrestle in a singles match at WrestleMania again. You know what might be really good is AJ and Randy. That could be solid. Because if when Randy shows up about two or three times a year and like really cares, and puts the work, and in. that might be one of those days where Randy really cares. Could be. I like don't give a fuck, Randy Orton though. Like d- old dad Randy Orton who just doesn't care anymore is pretty great. I honestly half the time forget that he still works for the company. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. I mostly just catch up on, like, if somebody tells me something is good, I'll check it out. Or, I mean, I still haven't watched any of Elimination Chamber, and I heard that was a decent show. 
Mm-hmm. But it's just I it's so hard to get invested in anything that's good in that company because they always find a way to destroy it. And even when they are doing something good, somebody gets injured and they're not able to finish the story. That's the other funny thing about WWE is the, how they ruin everything. Well, yeah, but there's this assumption that they work a safer style and like New Japan works a hard style. People get injured way less in New Japan than in WWE. People get like really bad year-long injuries in WWE all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting to see how long it takes till they ruin this Roman Roman comeback. I give it two weeks. <laughs> you know? so well, what's the the match for him at Mania? It looks like they're teasing him and Drew McIntyre, which would be an awesome match. Ooh, that could be good. They did this spot where I don't know if this is how they wrote Dean off TV or what's going to happen, but Dean and Drew were having a match, and basically right in front of Renee, he put Dean in one of those like guardrails, sort of like on a stairway. Mm-hmm. He put him in between it, um, two of the railings, and then like full on just kicked it, like running and kicked it, and it just looked awesome. I don't know how they did that safely. And Renee's just standing there, like, with her eyes covered, and she can't even watch. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what's annoying, is you know that they're capable of, of, of good stuff. Like, every you get nuggets. Little nuggets here and there. But it's so not worth the investment of time you have to put in. Well, and we must push Baron Corbin. Why? You know, Baron Corbin... He's better than Nia Jax, but he's pretty much male Nia Jax. I don't get the appeal. of. I mean, I, I enjoyed him when he was down in NXT, but then you brought him up and you did whatever the fuck they're doing with him now. Well, what's weird is, okay, like if you look back in the past, I can see why Vince was into a Kevin Nash or a Sid Vicious, you know, big imposing guys, physical, Red hair. muscular, cut, good looking guys. Okay, whatever. My point is, you know what I mean. (laughs) I know what you mean. A visually appealing dudes. I could see what he's looking at. With Baron Corbin, it's like bald guy who's not even in that good a shape. He's just tall. Like, what's the appeal? What does he see? He can't cut promos. He can't wrestle. It's fucking strange. I really don't know. I don't. Well, and if you play to his strengths, because, again, I enjoyed him when he was in NXT. But they have a way of doing that down there where you actually kind of get into the character and there's Mm -hmm. storylines to latch on to and continuity matters. And it's it's not just we're changing everything from week to week. It's it's yeah. Well, and like you brought up Alistair Black and Ricochet to be in like a tag team. What the fuck? Mm, Tommaso Ciampa's going to be out for a long time. I fucking know. I'm so pissed about that. You had this beautiful story going with him and Johnny Gargano when they're not going to be able Did to Did you see what it. the match is going to be a takeover for the title? No. Do you want to know? Lay it on me. Is this uh, spoilers? Jo- yeah. Okay, it's This spoilers. has not aired on TV okay. yet, so you know, if you don't want to hear this, Skip a fast few, forward yeah. a minute. The match at NXT TakeOver for WrestleMania is going to be Gargano and Adam Cole. Ooh. That's going to be really good. Yeah, that'll be solid. Well, Gargano goes out there and he's killing himself for you either way. Yeah. So, I'm down. Oh, so, that sucks, though. It sucks that Champa got injured. Like, it, so bad. 
Because that whole store, you were building up years there. Like a, yeah, like a two years of build. Oh, it sucks. For, well, you know, it's like you always hear the older wrestlers talk about it. You only have so many bumps in your body, and you got to protect yourself for when you get to the big show. And, you know, it's like you work a real physical style, and it takes a toll on your body, and now you're – you know, you're uh, in a really good place where you're getting called up to the main roster and your knees are shot and your neck is shot. And, you know, we'll see what happens. It doesn't seem like he's got that many years left in him the way his body's going. Well, he's not young. I think he's older than we are. Mm. So. Why are you talking about the character from Super? That was a great contribution. <laughs> Thank you. I try. So the I, other day on uh, Twitter, I was chatting with somebody about the baseball episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, I don't care. Super can do whatever the fuck Super wants to do. Super gave us the baseball episode, so we're good. We are good. Super and I are fine. The last like two story arcs in the baseball episode were all awesome. Mm-hmm. Goku oh, yeah. Black. We all know you love Goku Black. <laughs> You won't wear the T-shirt we bought you, but oh my we, we God. know you. We, like, we know you love Goku. Have Black. you have you actually worn that T-shirt? That is buried at the bottom of something. He took that home and he was like, "Fuck this, those dicks." <laughs> That's How dare not they? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I'm so 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 pissed that we don't get the ending of the Dark Gargano saga. Maybe we do at some point in the future when uh, Champa comes back. But oh, oh, the disappointment. So to pivot a little bit. Pivoting. Quite a bit, actually. I'm sitting there two weeks ago, and I start downloading something on Xbox Live. Uh-oh. And I'm like, you know, 10 gigs into the download or something, and it goes, installation stopped. I'm like, that's weird. Oh, yeah, this is like a massive pivot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I resume a few minutes later installation stopped i'm like oh boy so i go and i turn off my xbox and i restart it and it brings me to like an error menu where it's like a, like a troubleshooting type menu and it's giving me an error code and i'm like oh man my hard drive's failing i'm like what are the fucking chances because didn't this just happen to you yeah so i had i bought an xbox one x when it came out and in less than a month this same thing happened and the hard drive failed it's fucking unbelievable so i at the time it was less than a month so i just returned it to gamestop and got a brand new xbox one x now here we are like over just over a year later another hard drive fails what are the fucking chances erica like what can what do you do like do you send it in like so is it still under warranty is there a warranty anymore? I don't even know. There is know. a one-year warranty. Were so you underneath it? Did you just make it? My warranty had ended 13 days prior to this happening. I was not happy. No, I wouldn't have been pleased either. So the first thing I tried to do just to see if maybe I could finagle some bullshit is I took the Xbox to the Microsoft store just to see if maybe like I'd get lucky and I'd find someone on a good day and they'd replace it or something. And they were like, no. No, only I get that. <laughs> yeah. So You were within the year, though, weren't you? I was, yes. Yeah, I think you, was, you were still under warranty, which was the difference. Um, 
so the girl who was working there was like, well, if we just replace it in store, it's supposed to be 200, but I can cut it down to 100. And I'm like, well, I'll try to figure something else out first before I do that. So I end up getting that night. I'm already annoyed about it. And I get on like a tech support chat and I explain the whole thing. Basically what I just explained to you. And he's like, well, I'm like, there's going to be a charge, right? And he's like, well, there's supposed to be a charge, but let me go talk to somebody and see what I can do. So he comes back after like five minutes and he's like, we're going to fix it for free. Nice. So I think that must mean that they know a lot of hard drives are failing and they don't want a problem. You know, they don't want to create a situation where a lot of people are bitching about the same thing happening. Right, right, right. So they replace it for free, but that means I got to send it in. And they say it's like a 10 to 14 day turnaround to fucking get your Xbox back. And Alex is like, this shall not stand. (laughs) So I'm not happy. (laughs) So the first thing I tried to do was I tried messaging some people who I knew got Xbox One X's to see if any of them had not sold their original Xbox. Just to be like, hey, could I just borrow this for a couple weeks or something? And everyone had sold their Xbox Ones. Because, you know, of course, why? There's not really why not much reason to, to it, keep right? it unless you have, like, multiple TVs or something. So then I was like, wait, hold on. Bob's out of town. <laughs> He's not using the Xbox One. If maybe Erica's not using the Xbox One. So well, Bob... Well, also leaving out of town. So it was like, sure, go to town. So Bob being the kind human that he is... What a mensch! Let me borrow his Xbox One X I, for a few weeks. I'm I'm convinced though. The second I got to plug it in, like it's just gonna explode. <laughs> it's explode. Well, that's what I told. Him. I, did you see that text where I'm like, "Yeah, I just plugged in my your Xbox One in my home, and it exploded. My house burned down." Yes, I did see that. I got a chuckle out of that. Did we have anything in there? No, you would have taken out any of the discs, right? No, yeah, you had a you had you had like a Jurassic Park in there, but I took it out oh, before okay. I took it. I figured it was either Pacific Rim or Jurassic Park. One of the two, yeah. Because we did do our rewatch of Jurassic Park and did our indulgent episode on after the movie with that, mm-hmm. even though we could have done an episode without watching the movie again. Yeah, but why would we do that? I don't know. We're not stupid. So I, I very much appreciate it, Bob. I would have probably had to kill myself if I didn't have an Xbox for two weeks. Funny enough, though, Erica, there are two... I was telling Bob, there are two weird differences between my Xbox and your Xbox, which is, one, when my Xbox turns off, it takes, like, like I press the power button, and it mm-hmm. takes, like, 15 seconds to turn off. Like, the light just flashes, and then it turns off. Your Xbox turns off instantly. Like, mm. in one second, it turns off. Interesting. It's strange. And then the other thing that was really weird, and I couldn't figure out what was causing this was the controller being plugged in to charge for some reason turns your Xbox on. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. No, because we've got the... You got, got like, like a, a separate, separate controller tra- separate, yeah. Okay. So let's say there were two ways that this would happen that I figured out right away. Let's say I was turning your Xbox off and I had the controller plugged in. The Xbox would turn back on because the controller was plugged in interesting or if the xbox was already off and i plugged the controller in the xbox would turn on 
which does not happen with my Xbox. I don't know why it's causing that. That's odd, too. Same controller, same cable, same everything, hmm. just different Xboxes. That is odd. I don't know. I didn't try to look it up or anything. It was just like, that's weird. Just something to note, right? Something a little odd. So, yeah, your Xbox is probably on its last legs since it spent two weeks in my home. Well, at least I've got the uh, another two years of warranty on it. <laughs> that's so, true. So you can just go get it replaced. Um, you know, which I this guy was giving me shit for getting that two year extended warranty. Uh and then last night he's sitting at the table with his phone out. Can I get the extended warranty? Well Bob, on my what Xbox are the fucking now? What are the fucking <laughs> chances two hard drives fail in a year? He's got PTSD now. I've got Erica, I've had hard drives in my computer for ten to fifteen years that haven't failed. Mm-hmm. That are doing way more than an Xbox hard drive. Hey, I, so I don't know I what know. the fucking deal is. They're just got the cheapest hard drives in Probably. There. When are we going to get to the utopia of all SSDs all the time? I think when the new consoles come out, they're going to come with SSDs. I hope so. And that'll be their justification for the retard. Sorry. The ridiculous prices. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I might edit that out. We'll see. That'll be their justification, though. It's like, oh, well, we're selling you a one terabyte SSD, so, you know, $500. Now, what you should do is you should you should edit it out, but not edit out the bit where you say, I might edit that out. And then people will be like, wait, what? edit what out? <laughs> yeah, they'll, and be, they'll be looking for unedited versions on the Internet. <laughs> you missed oh something. Somewhere out there, there's a subtle interference truth or pamphlet. I did want to talk about one more thing, which not the movie itself, really, but I went to go see Captain Marvel. It was okay to good. Like, I'd say it was the usual Marvel movie, which is about a six or seven out of ten. We're going uh, tonight to go see it. I enjoyed it. It had its problems. It had mostly the script was terrible. Like, my quick review is script real bad. Brie Larson did her best. Samuel Jackson did his best. They were good in it. Uh, her friend, I can't remember. I don't know the actress's name, but the her friend in the movie is really good. The friend's daughter is really good. Like, everyone brought their A game, mm-hmm. but the script was just bad. And some of the editing was like... Well, you had some concerns about it, if memory serves, from a while Well, back. the trailers never looked that good. Um, but did it exceed your expectations? Or do I'd you say, just go I'd into say a... It, I say it met them. Okay. I wasn't hyped. I mean, my... My main concern is I think this is your big, like, star going forward. And I would think you would try to have a really good first movie for your big star going forward. I mean, from what I've understood, it's making all of the money. So. But, but it was going to make all the money anyway. Eh. They all do crazy good. Eh. That word of mouth gets around, though, Alex. I mean, if it's, uh, no, this isn't so great. I mean, it's not going to keep doing gangbusters week after week, and I think it's been doing pretty well. But what what did you want to talk about? Well. The idiocy surrounding the movie? Yeah, so there was the whole thing leading up to release of, oh, well, you're shoving this feminist agenda down our throats from the alt-right lunatics. And... 
we're going to boycott the movie and we're going to go see Alita instead and we're going to ruin your box office. See, but and why would you go see Alita instead? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, Erica. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that. But that's like, that's a... That's like a woman we can deal with. A woman made by a man. <laughs> There's truth. I mean, I guess, sure. I did hear that movie was better than everyone thought it was going to be. I think it was, again, it was okay to good. It oh, was, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. it. It's okay. It's very cheesy. Well, It's very surface level and cheesy. Yeah, yeah, I figured that. It's but. what you would pretty much expect from a James Cameron movie, I would say. It's not a James Cameron movie. Though. Well, he's producing it. Right, but it was... It was it's name? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. But uh, the but, but point that, is, in all, oh, it's that got his fingerprints right all over right, it. Right, 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 Well, because he bought the rights to that, like long fucking time ago because i remember first yeah. hearing about it and i was like oh that could be interesting yeah it was it was okay i would watch another one but it wasn't anything amazing and i don't know how much they butchered the original the source material i'm assuming they butchered the fuck out of it i will let you know when i see it <laughs> i really liked the manga i was a big fan of that back in high school um, but anyway well, all right lunatics the point the point that i want to get to is i hate all the press that's given to these people because I'm convinced it's a tiny minority that makes a lot of noise. Like, I think it's like a few thousand people, like maybe like 10,000 people who are just on Twitter trolling women. And for some reason, you don't just like block people. Like they keep watching more and more and more of this shit. And then I got to read articles like, Captain Marvel beats the trolls. Like, these people are a tiny minority. Well, and here's the other, like, I saw an article the other day that was like, oh, Captain Marvel proves that, like, you know, the female superhero can sell. And I was like... (laughs) Wonder Woman, like, just Did Wonder Woman not happen? Like, no, this is just kind of the internalized misogyny that we like to believe that a female star can't carry an action movie. Which is also bullshit, because we've been doing that for years as well. Mm-hmm. But Hollywood keeps convincing... It's, it's, oh, it's all marketing. Well, of course it's marketing. Because you're don't... just pushing it as like, oh, well, now we got to beat these guys. Now we got to make a lot of money to prove them wrong. Come on, girls, get to the movie theater. Yeah, I just think there's the whole thing on the internet where I can't find... I can't find a place to read reasonable opinions anymore. Well, that like doesn't it's, exist. It's, it's one side of crazy or the other. Like, you know I'll what, go... Alex? Do you know where you could find reasonable opinion on movies? After the movie. <laughs> um, I will be looking forward to your text tonight to tell me what you thought of the movie. We'll listen to our episode of After the Movie. No, I would like. I would like your. I would like to have a conversation with you about okay. it. So sure. if you could text me about yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that would be appreciated. I'll if text have, you. I'll if text we could you have a human that. conversation. No problem. We I'm can, working on being a better human. Erica. We can definitely do that. Alex. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. No, no but it's it's just it's dumb. Like, if I go like I'll go to some random website. Because I like to read all different forms of opinions, and you'll go—I'll go to one website, and it'll be like fucking crazy lunatic land, where it's a terrible movie written with a feminist agenda, and they hate men, and it's all this shit, right? Terrible, terrible movie. See, it's and funny though—I read that, and I'm like, oh well, that sounds like something I would like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'll go read the other side of it, which is 
the best Marvel movie ever made, which it is certainly nowhere, well, also, nowhere close to, to be being fair, the best Marvel every movie. subsequent Marvel movie that comes out, they say it's the best Marvel movie ever made. Okay. But and none of them have been Captain America Winter Soldier. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's fine. Well, it's the problem is Oh, are you are you are you joining us again? I've been here. Yeah, you've been sitting here, yeah. Hurtful. Okay, go. The problem is ever so many sites exist for for single purposes. You know, there's we're a movie site. Or we're a gaming site. Well, here's so if if your if your sole focus and your whatever revenue you're going to generate is based on that industry, you can't piss them off, or you'll get your access cut. Here's my question: With a site like Rotten Tomatoes, and you have no way of proving how somebody has seen the movie, but why are you allowing reviews on that before the movie has come out? Yeah, from random people. That was the dumbest. I mean, that should have never been allowed from the beginning. I mean, I am not some. I never go to Rotten Tomatoes. I don't give a shit. Like, I if I see a movie, uh, like I see a trailer for a movie or I hear a movie's coming out, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go see it. I really don't care what mm-hmm. the reviews are. Unless somebody I trust is like, well, I mean, even that doesn't work because Jack told us Uprising was garbage. And I was like, let's watch it anyway. So. Well, word of mouth is still the most powerful no, if somebody Seller. that I trust and I know has a similar kind of taste in movies to me comes up to me and is like, don't go waste your time, that, I know he's living his best life over there, that to me is going to speak a lot more to whether I'm going to see that movie ultimately or not than Rotten fucking Tomatoes. I think Rotten Tomatoes is actually, the reason the movie industry doesn't fight it harder is because it's a convenient scapegoat. You know, if, it's fair. If if a movie doesn't do well, oh, it's the Rotten Tomatoes. It, that you know that really tanked it, and they can sh- kind of shift blame away. Well, anybody who blames like the criticism for a movie doing poorly, mm-hmm. it's like, can I point you to the second Transformers movie? Well, and in, in all the evidence shows that uh, that's not true. Oh, it's not at all. No, you know, movie performance. It, Really great movies sell uh, that are reviewed very highly by professional critics. Um, sometimes they do really well. Sometimes they tank. And the same is true of shit movies. It has nothing to do with what the critics have to say. No. Unfortunately, it's marketing. Mm-hmm. And how how behind your movie you are. You know? And people can pick up on that. It, if it's something that, like... I mean, I went to Transformers 2 knowing, like, it was going to be garbage. Like, we read a review that was like, this isn't, this elevates garbage to an art form. And we were like, oh, fuck, we need to go see that. Mm -hmm. So you could argue that's a form of marketing that got our asses in the seats. Yeah. And there's, people go see movies for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to torture you with them. Yeah, I know. I don't know what this year's is, but. Oh, I'll find something, don't you worry. I'm sure you will. Uh, but yeah, no people go see movies for all sorts of different reasons, and so what? What? Uh, how? What? How a movies gonna do? Is can be hard to predict. Not that hard. The movie studios are still making tons of fucking money. Well, no, you look at something like let's take the Lego Movie for example. They released it in February. No one knew how that was gonna fucking do. It's a movie based off of toys. 
out of Lego pieces. And that was a thousand times better than it had any business being. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something else that got released, like, in that dead area of, like, January, February, but ended up doing really well. Mad Max. Mad Max was, like, in May. Was it May? Mm-hmm. I thought it was earlier. No, because this, this is upsetting. That, Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. Well, they felt that was a gamble for some reason because of the R rating. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, that was always going to be fine. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe Logan, he could do that too. Point to that. That did pretty well. And that was. I think they knew Logan was going to be good. But it was R. And well, they freaked out by the R rating. Well. Especially with the super. They, they, Logan was changed. Though they leaned into that a little bit. They, they leaned into the R rating after Deadpool had done so well. Um, but they, I believe there was a PG-13 cut of Logan. Or what they thought would have I mean, been. You could do PG it. You just edit out all the blood. How do you, how do you think Dark Phoenix is going to be? Have you watched that latest trailer? Here's the thing, Alex. I saw someone online say, oh, it looks like they're redoing uh, X-Men Last Stands. And I was like, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> well, it was the, it's the same director or the same scriptwriter, isn't it? Is it? As Last Stand? So. Then I'm definitely not interested at all. <laughs> Because here's the thing with the Dark Phoenix, Alex. That can be an amazing storyline. They ruined it in that original trilogy. And from what I've heard, they're not doing so hot with this either. So I might end up seeing it. But I also think that these new uh, uh, this X Men movie is going to be so inconsequential because Disney is just going to be like. They're just going to start over. Yeah, push that out. And then we're just starting from scratch again. So who gives a shit? They should start completely over unless unless they want to do cameos with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which would be fucking awesome if Hugh Jackman showed up in like an Avengers or something. That would be amazing. I think that would probably be that in the dump trucks full of money. Can we can One we of the just only get, ways you would get him Can back. we just get the true like ultimate fan service film? We'll get Wolverine We'll get Deadpool, Spider Man, Spider Man, Captain America. You know, just let's just go for it, guys. Robert, if you want to make a fan film, we can make a fan film. I'm I'm telling you, Bob, if they were doing an Avengers, and Hugh Jackman showed up as Wolverine out of nowhere, and they hit it like no one knew they actually hit it, the place would go. The, every theater would go insane. Alex, what has Hugh Jackman been doing the last several months? Have you seen him? <laughs> My God, he's going to be an endgame. <laughs> well, if they're... I mean, I've heard some stuff potentially about what endgame could be. And if they're going to get weird with it, who the hell knows? Well, I think there's some... There, No one knows any of the plot, and neither do I. But I think there's some theory that maybe they're going to do some sort of like time-traveling thing. Or going to other dimensions or something to get the people back that they need or something. Right. I don't know. Because Gamora's not staying dead. And since, well, none of them are going to stay dead until... James Gunn didn't stay dead. He rose like a phoenix. You gave Batista ass, give me what I want, and he got what he wanted. (laughs) That shit... I'm stunned that Disney actually admitted they made a mistake. I guess there was enough backlash still, but it's like... Or he went and he talked to Warner Brothers, and they were like, oh, fuck... Well, he's still going to get to make Suicide Squad, too. Good for him, man. 
So he's getting two paychecks. He parlayed that uh, pretty well. Yeah. Well, like we've said before, I mean, I I don't know what kind of tweets he had before or whatever, but from what I've seen recently, he's learned from what he did. He's changed. And you need to allow people space to change. I think you can unearth a lot of things from like 20 years ago in someone's past that don't hold up today. Did you see people like going in and Maya Angelou? About what? About some clip from 30 years ago on TV where she was on TV and some uh, young woman got up on and said, she was like, uh, asked her question, said, Maya, whatever the question is. And Maya Angelou, she was like, first of all, it's not, it's it's Miss Angelou. And and she, and, and people were like harping on her over this. And one, she's been dead for a while now. Uh, is my angel dead? Yes. Oh. Um, two. So what? If I haven't formally introduced myself to you, if I haven't said, "Hey, I'm Bob," you know, either you're gonna say you can't be flying at me with with yeah yeah, no. and you're at a Q and A. Let let's not act. That's dumb. That's really dumb. But yeah, it's really dumb for but people. But why to get are we like about. right? Why are we digging? But because it's like people just hit retweet without thinking, and then it becomes a thing. Yep. A capital T thing. A thing. A thing. The thing. Give me what I want. I want that in 4K so bad. Hopefully soon. Alien soon too, though. Alien soon. I'm excited for that. We'll do an overindulgent episode of that as well. I don't think we're getting aliens, though. Probably not until the anniversary. Yeah, which is a shame. I would like to... Uh, I mean, I don't you care. You want to do the back-to-back? We'll do the back-to-back anyway, but... I mean, I think the first one is more important for 4K. With those blackest blacks. And just the atmosphere. You know, the second movie is really just an action movie. A great action movie. Say, don't ever call that movie just an action but movie. I will come across this table and destroy well, you. Well, see, because I think you lean aliens, and I lean aliens. I do lean aliens. So. I mostly come at night. Mostly. Newt. I lean commando. Stick around. <laughs> Let off some steam, bitch. Bennett. Matrix. Matrix. You promised. You said you'd kill me last. I lied. I lied. <laughs> How great is that name, too? What Matrix. is his name? John Matrix or something. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's I how just, you know you're in for a good time. No, you knew the moment you knew was like three seconds into the movie where it's Arnold walking around with a tree yep. on his fucking shoulder. Yep. Oh, and then he's like feeding the deer with Alyssa Milano. Oh my God! Just yes, yes, yes. It's Everything. Like a yes. genius made this. Could film. you? Yes. I I would really like to have been in like the 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 idea sessions for those great eighties movies. Oh, the great eighties action movies. Yeah, like I just imagine them being very drunk, and high, very <laughs> and high, high, and just like you know, coming up with just the most ridiculous shit. But then they did it. <laughs> I haven't watched Commando in a while. I gotta flip that on. I love that movie. Oh, that's endlessly watchable. That's one of my. That's maybe my favorite action movie ever. 
It's good. It's flawless from beginning to end. It's everything you could ever want from well, that type of movie. Because you know exactly what you're getting right when you sit down, and it, it delivers for you. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. Did you leave us anything? Just bodies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, Alex. so good. Alex, I got a question for you. Should I play The Division 2? It's a lot of fun. I actually genuinely believe you guys would really enjoy that game. I've been seeing a lot of good things about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not broken at release, so it's ahead of virtually every other game that comes (laughs) out now. (laughs) That helps. That's helpful. Oh, I think, you know... I've heard the story is like 40 hours long. So just the story is a long game. And then people are saying the end game stuff is good. There's going to be eight player raids. So it seems like there's a lot to do and I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the gameplay. I enjoy, uh, you know, wandering around and kind of discovering things. Mm -hmm. Feels very alive, you know, and maybe it'll, you know, all these games inevitably get repetitive. But the question is, is how long will it take? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm I'm enjoying it so far from what I've played. I think you guys would like it. I didn't know that you were uh, thinking of picking it up. Can you do couch co-op or no? No. Of course not. No. So what we need, Erica, is just a second Xbox. Mm. Mm. I bet you could get an Xbox One S for dirt cheap. You could probably get it for 200 or less, especially when sales happen. And then you you do the game share, and yeah. you can play together in the I same house. True. Well, here we are, Erica. <laughs> the next purchase. <laughs> no! No, we know the next purchase. It's a single-wheeled skateboard thing. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> he shows me this fucking thing, and he wants to, like, ride it around downtown. I'm like, one, you're going to look like a chode. And I, I will not allow that. <laughs> Two, you're going to get fucking, like, mowed over by the 22 bus. No. <laughs> Full stop, no. I mean, I only crossed Clark once, so... That's enough! The 22 bus is coming right <laughs> for you. You can you can lease it for the low, low price of, like, $58 a month, Erica. It's totally reasonable. How much does that dumb fucking thing cost? Which model? <laughs> it's 900 or 1800 1800 <laughs> Yeah. It's stupidly crazy pricey. Oh, my God. But the thing is, Erica, when you build something for jabronis, <laughs> you have to price it not to move. Can we talk about how jabroni is the greatest word of all time? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're not going to sell a $900 skateboard in large quantities. No. So you might as well make it mega expensive. <laughs> For the hundred dorks that buy it. Chodes is the word we're going with. I mean, I'll say this. I'm sure it's overpriced. There's got to be a fair amount of technology in that thing to keep you you balanced on one wheel and be motorized. I'm just saying that I think it's, I think there's probably a half decent explanation for the price. Now, I don't understand why one is twice as much but comes with a racing stripe doesn't have another wheel no Hmm. oh it's like a bigger board or something isn't it yeah okay has longer range so 
go 12 to like 15 miles or something like that. I give it a month. No, you that, will, no, you'll no, own one of these. No, that will You're not, going to own one of these, That will not be Erica. in my house. I have vetoed it. No. It's right. Full, it'll be... It'll oh, was be that the $900 skateboard you were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, if that comes in my house, I'm beating you to death with it. I'll keep it in the car. I will beat you to fucking death with it. This is my confession right here. You could take me to jail. I don't care. No husband of mine will look like a chode. I Done. Would, Alex, Done. Has the, the that ship I, already sailed? The picture I... Oh! <laughs> Zing. Hurtful. Hurtful. <laughs> no. No. Even if you don't bring it in the house, if I get wind of it, I'm beating you to death with something. I gotta go find somewhere I can try it out. Well, there's the, there's the bugger of it. Like, the you bugger can't of it, Alex. You the can't bugger of it all. I'm just Are supposed you to. I, I'm just supposed to to buy this thing online without trying it. What if I don't like it? Welcome to shopping. Now <laughs> you don't actually get to try anything anymore. Shopping in a nutshell. I think there's a, a snowboard shop in the city, Windward board shop I go I think they're selling them maybe I can go try one <laughs> well this seems like the perfect ending to the show so here we are at the end of Erica's confession <laughs> you're gonna start up next week and be like, just be Alex <laughs> like Erica has been arrested for murder and Bob is dead so <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's just me this week just folks I'm Bob flying solo <laughs> Bob Welcome the dog. to subtle interference. Bob the dog is just sitting on the Breathing. chair looking at me in despair <laughs> as the sun presses down on him. Would you imagine having to be the person? It would be Alex who'd have to go to Bob the dog and explain to him that so I'm Bob dead. I'm dead and you've been put in jail. <laughs> He's just here's, here's what would actually happen. <laughs> I would just pet him a few times and bring him home. He He would forget about you instantly. (laughs) He wouldn't give a shit. After the next meal. Oh, sweets. Food. Water. Sun. Grass. I think think sun is the most important there. Look at him. He's living his best life. He's He's living living his dream dream. over there. He's looking back at us like he knows we're talking about him. Like, what are you guys talking He's about? Heard his name. <laughs> I like how the one word he seems to know is outside. When you say outside, he runs for the oh, door. Oh, if he has to go, yeah, he knows. That means like, it's time to go potty. You know, and if he has to go, he'll let you know, like at 2.45 in the morning when he just won't stop attacking you from the side of the bed. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but real quick, and then we can, we can, we can go. But I was lying in bed. We were both lying in bed. The dog was with us. This is maybe a couple years ago. I'm like, uh, uh, I think I'm playing my 3DS. I am fully awake. He can see I am fully awake. He has come over for pets. <laughs> He's lying between us. He's still asleep. He's lying on his back. He gets up, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, what's up? You got to like, and I'm like, okay. If he jumps down, I'll take him out. He jumps onto the other side of Bob, goes right up to his face, Hits him in the face with his paw. Like, hey, bitch, I gotta go outside. <laughs> he got up and took him out. It was amazing. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. I couldn't stop Yeah, it was great. I couldn't it stop laughing. I had a really good time. It was amazing. <laughs> hey, it was just, 
<laughs> hey, he looked over. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she's away. I'll leave her alone, though. Hey, motherfucker, wake the fuck up. No, I think the actual word he used was he went, hey, chode, let's go. <laughs> I'm so hurt right now. That's what you get for bringing those fucking stickers up, asshole, earlier in the episode. You get destroyed later. That's what happens. <laughs> Boom. On that Dick. note, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.